God. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. The Lord bless you. You can return to your seats this evening. Thank those that worship with you as you return to those seats today. Amen. Don't we serve a wonderful God? Amen. He does move mountains and he has caused walls to fall. I'm thankful to know him tonight. I uh, am struggling a little bit with my voice, so if I can ask for just a little bit of um, extra monitor, extra boost, that'll help me so much. Amen. I, uh, I am recalling, and I, I, I tell this just about everywhere I go because I feel like I don't want anybody to forget this. I think this is a, a beautiful fact of history that needs to be repeated. When Genghis Khan was leading all of his, all of his men into battle, and the, 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 the anticipated day had finally come when Genghis Khan passed away and his men were were a bit frantic and they ran into the tent because the only one that had the maps was Genghis Khan when they got into his tent and and rifled around and finally found the maps they tried to find where they were only to discover that they were off the map I, I can't help but feel tonight that it is the plan of God for somebody in this house for him to lead you somewhere where your family has never been, where, where your friends have never been. He wants to take you off the map. And I can tell you tonight as I stand here, as I stand here in Huntington, Indiana, CLT, that that. My family, and matter of fact, my wife's family today, 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 we received a phone call that that my wife's nephew, a 10-year-old boy, is involved in gangs and drugs. And, and, and his grandma said, you've got to pray for your nephew because he's drinking and smoking at 10 years of age. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, that, that I decided, God, I'm going to join your army. God, I'm going to fight. And here I am, honey. We're off the map. And it may be in your life that you've got, you've got a whole lineage of, of drug abuse and alcohol. But you, it doesn't have to stay that way. It is God's desire. Oh, my, my. It's God's desire to take you off the map tonight. You mean that, that God can take an alcoholic and make an apostolic? Absolutely. You mean to tell me God can take a bank robber and turn him into an usher? Absolutely. There is nothing my God cannot do. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody lift your hands right now and say, God, I want to... I want to go off the map. Oh God, I want to I want to go to places I've never been before. My family's never been before. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 To all of our guests that are here tonight, we're so happy that you're here and um and I I have a way of just saying you're not a visitor. You know, I've been to places where you visit you know, you visit, you look around, you leave, you never go back. 
you never go back. But but when you're a guest, you're you're wanted, you're invited, we prepared for you, and we want you to stay. We want you to stay. Amen. Amen. Now I can't tell you the last time I had goulash, but that sounds like something that will stick to your bones. And chili, praise God. So hang out, hang out after service and and uh Amen. I'm going to feed your soul, and then the saints of CLT will feed your belly. Praise God. Amen. What you say today? We'll treat you so many ways you'll like one of them. You're bound to like one of them. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Acts, the second chapter. Amen. Acts, the second chapter. We'll look at one verse of... Actually, we'll read two. It's Acts 2. We'll start reading at verse number 38. If you don't have your Bible, the media team, they'll hook you up. You can look right up here above my thinning, balding head. Amen. <laughs> and see that. Amen. This, this head, this balding head, not any others. <laughs> Amen. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And and I like for the promise. I gotta stop here. You see, it's it's in verse 38, he calls it a gift. In verse 39, he calls it a promise. A promise and a gift. Yes. It's unto you, to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Y'all want to pray a simple prayer? Just slip your hand in the air and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. Thank you. You've stood, you've worshiped, you've clapped, you've given your heart to the service. Amen. And I want God to really continue to pour that back into your life. As you know, I uh, this I had a weird experience. Y'all let me just, I'm not gonna, I'm not even on my notes yet. Let me just tell you this really. I woke up this morning. And I had, this is the first time I've ever experienced this. I had the weirdest pain in my leg, and I have no idea what I did. And I thought to myself, boy, am I getting old? I mean, so, hey man, if you're 37, I thought, man, this is weird. And I, I remembered my mom, before we went skiing, we'd go skiing, and she would say, hand me that, those ibuprofen right there. I'm going to take these ibuprofen. I'm like, mom, you haven't done anything. She said, well, it's preventative maintenance. So, so yeah, tonight, babe, before I go to bed, I might ask you to hand me the ibuprofen before I, amen, get up out of bed tomorrow. Who knows what will happen. But the older I get, the more I am just noticing and realizing so many things. One of the things that I'm noticing as I, as I get older and I, I preach all over the nation is that man, man is, is, is empty. There is such an emptiness in this hour that, that, that it's, it's, it's troubling and it's startling. 
uh, man is turning to money and to, to the pleasures of sin that only lasts for a season. And it's a sad deal. Matter of fact, this is, uh, uh, here we are in 2023, and I, we were driving, my wife wanted to go, actually, I wanted to drop my wife to run into the store to get me some, a, a piece of fruit, uh, while I kept, I volunteered to keep the girls in the car, and that shit what I say. So I, 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 we were pulling into, into the grocery store, and I saw a lady in the car by herself with a mask on. And I thought, is that still in style? I mean, this is 2023. Maybe she didn't get the news yet, but you don't got a mask no more. Oh, thank God. Amen. Amen. But, but yeah, and I'm thinking about even 2020, how it really, it, and, and, and I don't know if you can understand what I'm about to say, but, but it accelerated and intensified the spiritual atmosphere. There are things that are loose now because of 2020 that were not there before. And 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 then and then the and the you know there's this saying that if you don't if you don't listen or, or read history you're bound to repeat it. But uh, and and Solomon said there's no new thing under the sun. But a man by the name of Blaise Pascal said it this way: it, There is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of each man which cannot be satisfied by any created thing, but only by God the Creator made known through Jesus Christ. What what he's saying is, 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 is you can try everything in the world, but what you really need to try is Jesus. Because only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Throughout the Old Testament, we can see that God is working with man to fill that space that he created. You see, it's the desire of God for every one of us to be led by his spirit. And I can say without a doubt, everybody that's here in the sanctuary has been led by the spirit of God. I believe that God has led you to this place for this hour. And I believe it is the will of God that everybody be touched by His Spirit. No doubt as we were singing those songs, you can feel the touch of God on your heart. And you felt that that hope, that hope, that hope that you felt was nothing more than God touching you. When tears start coming to you, that's God touching you. And, And it's God's desire to bless us. There's no doubt that that as we lifted our hands, everybody in this house was feeling the blessing of God. But 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 God wants to do so much more than that. What God's ultimate desire is is for everybody under the sound of my voice to be filled with the Spirit of God. Now, praise God. I'm going to move slow here. And I want to show you by the scripture what this means. A man that was a prophet by the name of Joel. He shows us what, what is going to happen in Joel 2 and 27 and 28. And when he said, I, I saw something 
down the span of time that reached all the way to October 15, 2023. When the Lord said, you're going to know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord, your God, and none else. My people are never going to be ashamed and it's going to come to pass afterward uh, that I'm going to pour out my spirit uh, upon all flesh uh, and your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy uh, your old men are going to dream dreams and your young men are going to see visions yes. and old Joel thought the promise was for him uh, and so when he reached out to grab the promise uh, there was not yet a crucified Christ uh, so he fell short Isaiah, he is in the spirit and he's moved on by the power of God. And he shows us how, how this was going to happen in Isaiah 28 and 11. And he says, when the Holy Ghost comes, they're going to with stammering lips and another tongue. Is God going to speak to his people? And he said, this is going to be a rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is going to be a refreshing. You know what he's talking about? When you're, when, you're, when you're doing everything you can and, and, you, and you lay your head down on the pillow and, and you feel lonely, uh, though you're surrounded by friends, uh, though you feel empty, uh, even though you've imbibed in everything you could get your hands on uh, and everything your money could afford, uh, but you still feel empty. That's when your soul, somebody hear me, is tired and in need of rest. John the Baptist shows up with this crazy man who's clothed in camel's hair and, and a girdle of skin about his loins that ain't locusts and wild honey. Boy, that sounds good, don't it? Yeah. I've never been so hungry that I wanted to eat a locust and dip in honey. Now, chili, that's another thing. John the Baptist shows us whose spirit is going to be poured out. When in Mark 1 and 7, he began to preach saying, there cometh one after me that's mightier than I, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. You see, I can deep baptize you with water, but he's going to baptize you, you got to hear me, with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm starting to feel good in the house. I'm going to get ahead of myself. You don't need another drink with your buddies. You don't need to roll another joint. What you need is the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. And this man, Jesus, he, he shows up. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time and read this to you just so you know I'm not making it up. Amen. Amen. I got to tell you a quick story. Y'all got time for a story? I remember, I remember one of my friends, he had preached his heart out. And then his son asked his mom, hey, mom, did that really happen or was dad just preaching? Yeah. <laughs> I want y'all to see I ain't making this up. 
Jesus tells us where and when. Boy, I'm so smart. Y'all see what I did there? I showed you what's going to happen. I showed you how it's going to happen. I showed you whose spirit it was going to be. And now I'm going to show you where and when. Luke 24 and 45. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. God, do that here tonight. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. Where? Beginning at Jerusalem. A literal, physical place. And he said, you're witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. And and don't just twiddle your thumbs and wait, but tarry. Ye in the city of Jerusalem, until you're endued with power from on high. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take my time here and tell you what I'm saying. When you're waiting, you just, you just kind of kick your heels and toes around and you wait. But when you're waiting for a promise, that's a whole nother kind of waiting. That's what we call tarrying. That's when you wait with expectation because you know if God said it, God's gonna do it. Oh, somebody help me preach. If God gave you a promise, that promise will come to pass. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. There's something. I do it all right, y'all with me? Come on, preach it. Come on. Am I doing all right? Praise God. Am I cool? Am I cool? Am I still cool? Y'all still love me? Amen. If you don't, I'll serve you chili. Amen. You'll love me after that. In the same text, I want y'all to look at this. In the same context, there are these two that are walking. Jesus had told them, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait. But they are brokenhearted because of the things that have happened in their day. Mm, God help me today. Have you ever been brokenhearted? When you're brokenhearted and disappointed, oh, hear me, friend of mine. You've got to be careful. Number one, the company you keep and where that company takes you. You see, yeah. Oh, I know I'm doing good right now. So, so these two, the Bible says, are on their road toward Emmaus. And when you look at a map, on where Emmaus is. It is the complete opposite direction from where they should be headed. But oh, the God I serve is good because the Bible says that he showed up and started walking with them. Have you ever been on the wrong side of town doing the wrong thing at the wrong time? But Jesus shows up. I'm going to tell y'all something right now. (laughs) I've got to behave here. I'm I'm just going to behave. You can be seated. And so they're walking. Tune in now. And they're walking with Jesus. (laughs) Oh, 
are they are talking with Jesus yeah. even though they are doing the wrong thing and they're headed the wrong way Come on now. don't ever mistake being able to feel the presence of God for the favor of God because there are times when he'll show up and the only reason he's showing up is to remind you you need to turn around and go toward Jerusalem I got a word for you you need to turn around you've tried everything else And it's the hand of God that's walked with you this far. And he's walked with you for one reason. He wants you to repent. I wrote this down. That's why, that's why you've got to be careful. Because mercy not only follows you, but sometimes mercy will walk with you. And the message of mercy is you've got to turn around. That's why, listen to what I'm about to say. That's why it is not enough to just feel Jesus. You've you've got to be filled with him. Thank God you can feel him. But is there perhaps a purpose? He doesn't just want you to feel him, but he wants you to be filled by his spirit. Praise God, praise God. You've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Reminds me of my old mom. My old mom. Don't tell my mom I said my old mom. I didn't really mean to call her old. But my mom, she was a young lady. She was raised in a, in a Catholic home. So much so that she, she even went to started to look at becoming a nun and visited all these convents and and she thought the best thing I could do is I need to go and be a nun and and the oh man she told me with her own mouth I'd go to I did my first communion I went to whatever it's called catechism I did all that and and I started going to college because I didn't think I could be a nun and so and so she still was Faithful to count her rosary beads and faithful to every communion and faithful to her her services on Sunday. She said, but Stanley, uh, there was no power in what I was doing. She said... (laughs) is what she told. She said, I would go to church on Sunday and then on Sunday night I'd be back smoking and toking and drinking with my friends. She said, but I went to a meeting one night at an old Pentecostal church and I got in touch with some real power. It was strong enough to change me from the inside out. It wasn't just a and I'm not downplaying all these things but it wasn't just some mind over matter once an alcoholic always an alcoholic but it was something that changed that took the desire for those things out of her heart took the stain of nicotine off of her fingers you need access to that kind of power tonight 
you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, fill me. Hallelujah. And so, and so we see in Acts, the second chapter, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And I like the word that, the, that Luke uses in Acts 2 and 2 when he says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and look at it you see what he's saying here he did not say we were all surprised though because they were expecting it i'm here to tell somebody can i just can i just talk to you don't be surprised when you follow after god and god leads you to a place of change and you experience that change it's not a surprising moment it's a suddenly moment if you'll be faithful and tarry believe me you will have that suddenly moment when suddenly everything changes I'm gonna quickly come to a close. And, 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 and it was of a rushing mighty wind, and, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. You see, it's the way the Spirit of God operates. Number one, He fills the room. And He doesn't just fill the room. He doesn't stop there. He wants to make sure that every vessel in the room is filled. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You see, Pentecost, Pentecost, is powerful. Pentecost is also personal. You see, God had already tried in in, in tradition to, to change a nation, but it did not work. He tried to enter into covenant with the nation, but it didn't work. And so he said, when I come back. I'm going to do it different. I'm not going to try to change a nation, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to change every individual. And every individual will then change their surroundings. Oh, let's all stand together. The 120 were obedient. They went to the place in Jerusalem and they did not depart. Uh, They were baptized in Jesus' name uh, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, They were waiting uh, with expectation that if God said it, God's going to do it. 
I'm going to just take another second and talk about this. And the Bible says that there were mockers on the outside that said these men are drunk and they're full of, of some kind of new wine. And Peter stood up and said, no, no, no. These are not drunk as ye suppose. Seeing it's but the third hour of the day. And remember that old guy in the book of Joel? He said, but this is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. He's come to fill every vessel when you decide you're going to start living for God 100% I can guarantee you that there are going to be mockers but you just hang on because there's going to come a point when the mockers are going to ask you tell me tell me tell me tell me how did you get changed and you'll say I went to a place of repentance I was baptized in Jesus' name. And God filled me. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Y'all got two seconds. Come on up here, everybody. Come on up here. Come on up here. Repentance. Repentance. It's not just saying, I'm sorry, though that is a part of it. Repentance, I want you to hear me, is when you take an honest, does everybody say honest, and deep look on the inside, and you say, God, there is that vacuum that I've been trying to fill. I filled it with drug abuse. I filled it with, with illicit sexual affairs. God has left me empty still. Tonight, God, I'm laying it on the altar. And I will, God, turn around. I'm going to turn my back on those things. And God, I'm going to start walking with you. And I'm going to walk to the place where you want me to walk. It's why Paul would write, For godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation. You'll be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission. When you repent of your sins, God forgives you of those sins. But the stain is still there. But when you're baptized, the stain is remitted. I've got more to preach, so I'm going to quit. Who needs the Holy Ghost? Number one, followers of Jesus need the Holy Ghost. Because in Acts 1 and 4, he commanded them that they, who was the they? Those hand-picked, those hand-chosen disciples. Those hands needed the Holy Ghost. Number two, walking miracles need the Holy Ghost because I read in Acts 1 and 14 that Mary the mother of Jesus the greatest miracle recipient of all time she was there in the upper room number three outsiders need the Holy Ghost because in Acts 8 and 5 Philip went down to the city of Samaria and he preached Christ unto them y'all ain't ready for this religious people They need the Holy Ghost because I read of an old religious boy by the name of Saul. He was told, 
You need the Holy Ghost. Acts 9 and 15 through 18. Y'all, okay, don't be mad at me, okay? Praying people need the Holy Ghost. You may pray every day and God, just like you did for Cornelius, hears every one of those prayers. But, but he doesn't want you to stop. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Finally, church, oh guys, are you, can I tell you this last one? Come on. It's really good. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't hate me, okay? Don't be throwing no rocks up here. Church people. Because I see in Acts 19 and 1 uh, where Apollos was at Corinth and Paul had passed through the upper coast uh, and came to Ephesus and he found certain disciples. And he said, y'all, have you received the Holy Ghost uh, since you believed? They said, we were baptized under John's baptism. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Y'all, John was a good man. But John baptized you. He got you. But you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Y'all, I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all. Let me show you. Acts 4 and 8. Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 4 and 31. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 7 and 55, Stephen, uh, being full of the Holy Ghost. Acts 11 and 24, uh, he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost. Then Saul, who was called Paul, Acts 13 and 9, was filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 13 and 52, uh, and the disciples uh, were filled with joy and with the Acts 2 and 4. Media team, could you put that up there for me? Acts 2 and 4. On October the 15th at CLT, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I made it to the end of a, my whole message for the first time. God wanted me to go slow and make sure all y'all heard every word that I had to say. You know what we're going to do tonight? I want everybody, I want everybody in this room that does not have the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, you may not have it. And also, if you are in need of a refilling of the Holy Ghost. I want you to come up as close as you can to this, this pulpit here. Just say, come on. Yeah. Come on up here. Just come on. Come even over here. Come on over here too. Just say, just stay standing. Stay standing. Come on. I want you to stay standing. Just come on up over here. Come on up over here. This is what we're going to do, y'all. I want you guys to look at me that want the Holy Ghost. This is what we're going to do. Number one, we are going repent of our sins we're going to tell God God I, I've tried to put so many things in that heart of mine that don't belong and God I want you to forgive me there's going to come a point 
I want you to listen, where you're going to feel some tears begin to flow. And I want you to let those tears flow because tears are God's way of washing our heart of all of those stains. And then when you're done repenting, I want you to lift up both hands and, and lift up and lift up your hands. Look at, look at Brother Hopkins, okay? Lift up your head and lift up your voice and start saying things like, God, thank you for filling me with the Holy Ghost and thank you for your promise. And there's going to come a point and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you where you're going to begin to, to start feeling something in your mouth. You're going to start to feel what, the, what Isaiah said, stammering lips, and you're going to start to say words that don't make any sense to you. Don't get scared, okay? You just start letting God start speaking through you. You let God start speaking through you. You let God start speaking through you. And, that's, and you're going to start to feel the weight of all of that sin begin to be removed. And tonight, I believe it's the will of God. If you're willing, we can baptize you tonight in the name of Jesus. And, and again, when you come up out of that water, lift your hands. You're going to feel all the weight of those sins wash away. And you can begin to speak in tongues again. Y'all, y'all want to do this? Oh, what the Holy Ghost. Sister Randy, I want you to come in and start helping me. Amen. I want, I want, the, I want some Holy Ghost filled altar work to start helping me. And right now, I want us to lift our hands and, and I want us to start repenting. Everybody in this house, God, we have sinned with our eyes. We have sinned by things we've said. We have sinned with our hands and things we've done. And we're asking you, God. Somebody's already speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost is here. God, watch me. Oh,